A Bad Case of Stripes by David Shannon. Camilla Cream loved lima beans, but she never ate them. All of her friends hated lima beans, and she wanted to fit in. Camilla was always worried about what other people thought of her. Today she was fretting even more than usual. It was the first day of school, and she couldn't decide what to wear. There were so many people to impress. She tried on 42 outfits. None seemed quite right. She put on a pretty red dress and looked in the mirror. Then she screamed. Her mother ran into the room and she screamed too. Oh my heavens, she cried. You're completely covered with stripes. This was certainly true. Camilla was striped from head to toe. She looked like a rainbow. Mrs. Cream felt Camilla's forehead. Do you feel all right? She asked. I feel fine, Camilla answered. But just look at me. You get back in bed this instant, her mother ordered. You're not going to school today. Camilla was relieved. She didn't want to miss the first day of school, but she was afraid of what the other kids would say. And she had no idea what to wear with those crazy stripes. Welcome to the Books and Black Coffee podcast with Team V. T, thank you for that opening segment. We need to get into those 42 different outfits, though. But before that, we have to give credit to World Book Day for introducing one of my favorites to T's reading list. I'm looking forward to T's thoughts, highlights, and more for this book. First of all, it's a kid's book. Wait, don't, don't, don't tune out yet. It just got good. So I think this book is amazing for many reasons, but I'm going to give you an example of why I really think it's awesome. So I'm an engineer in my job. So whenever we try and describe things, or whenever I try to think of how to describe things to someone else, like an idea that I have or how something works, I always think, how would I explain it to like my nieces and nephews and then make sure that they get it? And I feel like there's a skill with authors and this book talks about such an important part of life, like really fundamental through like a children's book. Like there's no better way to explain it. Do you know what I mean? Like adults, even if you're 70 years old, I'm sure this book will strike a chord with you. 42 different outfits, that right there, it just raises a question. How many versions and layers of ourselves do we go through each morning before we get to the office, the event, school, college, or any space that demands our presence? How many edits do we make to the outfit? How many edits do we make to the text message we got before work hours that didn't rub us the right way? Um, and how we think we can hit it, fire back with somebody when we get to the office, somebody gonna get that heat. But then we realize we need this job and we, we gotta cool that response down a little and we, we gotta be adults about it and we gotta be real diplomatic. And I just want to see what you got to say about that, T, with the 42 different outfits. Yeah, the 42 different outfits. <laughs> In my mind, I see them more as masks, but people come up with different things for them. You know what I mean? Personalities, masks, whatever. And it's so true. You can't be the same person at all times. Our minds are so stimulated these days and our lives are so busy. So many things are happening at once. So you've got to be to wonder with my nieces and nephews, to wonder to my mum to wander to colleague, to wander to friend, do you know what I mean? They all kind of have different skills that you have to bring out or ways that you have to think. Um, and I think that's what the book's talking about. I think the book is saying the 42 different outfits is finding the one that she thinks is the most appropriate for that day or that time and place. Camilla Cream has stripes in different colors from head to toe. Mama asks how she's feeling. The response is, I feel fine, but look at me. From this... The signs are visible through the words we speak, the ways we show up, 
the ways we silence ourselves so we're not so big in the room, the ways we apologize for our existence when we deserve to be in the room. And how about the times when we allow people to tell us where we should be, how we should feel, and how, how we should look? All these are signs, visible and sabotaging, and audible too. All these signs are visible, audible, and sabotaging. But the symptoms, the symptoms are delayed reactions to all the pain, the silence, shame, and discomfort that goes on for some time until our minds and our bodies break. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And I think we like to think in cause and effect, right? So if it's a physical something that you're feeling, we like to think that it is also something physical that must fix it. Hence, like medication, uh, pills. But actually, exactly like you're saying, the a lot of the time, the causes of the symptoms, like the symptoms that we feel in our body, illnesses, sicknesses, um, for sure, they, no one can argue that there are viruses and bacteria in your system. But also like what contribution of feeling goes towards that? Like, is there any connection between the central nervous system and, I don't know, emotion that you can't measure? So exactly like you're saying, when Camilla says, I feel fine, but look at me, is that feeling of being fine inside and what that's dependent on? Does it matter what you look like or how you are perceived by others? Or is the most important thing, you are content with how you look or you are content with your life. Well, do you know what's funny? You talked about the use of pills and other things. And it just brings me to the first encounter with um, Dr. Bumble when her parents called for the doctor to come see Camilla because they're concerned, like, why our daughter look like a rainbow, you know, in human form? And Dr. Bumble says, here's some ointment that should clear up those stripes in a few days. But if we relate this to life, lotion can address the dryness of your skin, but your body is parched, so you need another form of hydration for that. Lotion is an external solution. What you need help with is an internal problem. If you don't look inside and search, you will never find the answer. Funny thing is the answer always waits for you to find it. Violet, I have nothing left to add. Um, I feel like just standing up and going to sleep and considering (laughs) what you just said. T, you're hilarious. But okay. So the next part after she's seen Dr. Bumble and she's given this ointment that can't do anything for an internal problem. She is given the green light to go to school. When she finally goes to school, there's this classroom scene where the kids are yelling out patents at her after um, they say the Pledge of Allegiance and she breaks out in uh, Stars and Stripes. So each one of these patents that they shout out appear on her skin. So they say polka dots and, and stars and different designs and things. And If I can just take you back for a second. Remember those 42 different outfits? Isn't it funny how every kid in that classroom stayed the same, but Camilla Cream is the only one that changed? The ones who want us to change for their benefit always expect to find us where they left us. The ones who love us and appreciate us always want us to grow. I want you to pick the outfit that looks the best for you every single time. Whether that outfit is your gifts, your talents, your intelligence, or the light that you bring to a room. I want the changes that you make and the outfit changes that you make. Let that be because you want to change the outfit and not because you want to fit this mold of what society or a room or people want. Because we always find ourselves in a position where we're the ones who have made a change that's outside of what we're comfortable with and we're the only one in the room who's uncomfortable while everybody is cool with 
just doing what they wanted to do. Other people in the room will be comfortable with the mold, but baby girl, you cannot fit a circle into a triangle pig. No, as long as the circle is bigger than the triangle, then yes, I agree. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I have the same thoughts. And it kind of makes me think as well, because we we all tend to, to flock together, I wonder if this need or this feeling of wanting to fit in or of wanting to be accepted by the group or the community, I wonder if it's fear-based. I wonder if it's fundamentally we're safer in numbers. I wonder if that's where it comes from. Or I wonder if it's just maybe it's easier to do it that way. The rejections or the negative sides of life are less. Or maybe we've just forgotten. Maybe we've just forgotten how fun it is to be ourselves. Maybe that's just all the things we think are cool and all the people we look back in history always stood out. Like they were never, ever part of, I don't know, the mainstream, you can call it, I guess. But it's crazy. We still don't make that link. We're still like, oh, they're just the the outliers in society or the ones that are the one-off. But what if we were all like that? We all have unique gifts. I guess depending on your beliefs. But I think everyone's perspective is un- is unique. Um, so everyone has a skill or everyone has something they can bring to the table which is unique to them. And maybe we could just be an infinite population of people who are just really cool and come up with cool stuff. I understand where you're coming from and your thoughts. There is a certain confidence or boldness that has to come with standing out. Um, not everybody can take the loneliness sometimes that comes with being other, whatever other is um, in any environment or situation. It's almost a form of trauma sometimes for you to have to navigate outside of other, to never fit in with what is usually done and what is the norm. But I think something to think about is, isn't it funny how we uphold this we all root for conformity, but in our conformity, we we celebrate different. So shouldn't different be an encouragement to us to put conformity down from, from time to time and embrace different and not just look at it from a distance, wishing that, man, I wish I was that bold. You, ain't have, you don't have to wish. Take one step at a time and break the mold. Take one step at a time and decide, actually, I'm going to eat some lima beans today. I know all of y'all like your little baked beans and butter beans, but lima beans is my thing, and I'm going to rock with that. And I don't care what nobody says about it. So I'm not for a second saying we should be different on purpose. We should also celebrate similarities because that that's what makes us part of the human race. But in those moments where you're having a conversation with someone or you're deciding uh, what to wear on a night out, or where to go on holiday or whatever. If you feel like your decision is being swayed by what your actions will be perceived by others or what others will think about what you are wearing or where you decide to eat, just check yourself and just ask, what is my motivation here? Like, is there a reason why I want to do something else just because my friends or the people that I'm going with will perceive me in a certain different light because sometimes that's just a for me that's like a trigger where I realize I'll cast myself thinking like oh but I can't wear those shoes to work because they look dirty so you don't clean your shoes so people might judge me maybe in those cases I'm like yeah okay fine just wear a different pair of shoes because you should have just cleaned the shoes (laughs) but as an example if if you feel like or I need to go shopping for some better clothes so that I look like I shop in Zara or I look like I have the latest t-shirts. 
like that want to to be seen as that is like a collective mindset and in those moments you should always just pick what you are comfortable with like to me the most important thing when I go out is comfort for sure like <laughs> you know me I'll go to any restaurant almost exclusively in tracksuit bottoms if I can because comfort is the most important thing for me mm-hmm. um but it takes work like there is an absolute fear of it and I had a real bad growing up like always trying to fit this kind of this kind of image of Tawanda basically of what other people have built in their heads and you're always trying to live up to that but it's heavy like after a while and it's something that I've got through reading and like when you get to working towards releasing some of those extra pressures or those decisions that you make not for yourself but to appear a certain way I feel like your life just gets a lot more simple like I have a lot less choices to make in life these days and I just feel lighter like you, I just feel like I have an opportunity to be myself more often than not and don't get me wrong like there are still relationships and there's still versions of Tawanda who are not completely me like for example my mum probably doesn't know how much beer I drink the more you can be yourself and make decisions that please you or that take you in a direction or make you feel how you want to feel I think it's empowering it feels scary at first but I think it's empowering so you know just moving on further with what you were saying T is as we move on from this situation in the classroom and she's got all this patent. The principal school says, oh, great, you're not coming to school tomorrow. So Camilla Cream was told to stay at home by the principal because she's a distraction. The stripes aren't gone and her parents are concerned, so they call Dr. Bumble again. But instead of just Bumble, Dr. Dr. Bumble, he arrives with four specialists who poke and examine to find a solution. The road to solutions can often be uncomfortable. If you sit with yourself long enough, you might feel like distractions are necessary to help you avoid the work. But you can also sit with yourself and recognize that you can't do it alone, and that's okay. The specialists are there to help you dig a little deeper. But the extra work? Oh, that's yours. Yeah, and this is part of the book that I think is really cool, how the author uses these different characters that come in and try and help. And it'll be interesting to see what you guys think. I wonder who you think, like, the principal and the specialists represent if this was, like, a metaphor for real life. Um, but, yeah, for me, the, the grandma at the end who recognises exactly what's going on because she's not distracted by the external state of Camilla. Experience has shown her that this won't be fixed with external medicines, and she knows exactly the, the cure, which it ends up to be the lima beans, which could be, like V said, anything that you like doing. Like, what is your passion? So the specialists aren't enough. The stripes are not gone. She's still got this problem. She's still got to stay at home. So there's a therapist that comes in and sells to Camilla to close her eyes and become one with her room. Something disastrous happens. And when she becomes one with her room... Her mouth becomes, her bed becomes her mouth. Her nose becomes a dresser. And the two paintings in that room become her eyes. This situation right here is an example uh, and, and a reminder to us that you will fall deeper and deeper into yourself. You will meet parts of yourself in the quiet moments, in the lines you read from a book, in the interactions you have with people, places, and things. 
And all of these things will make you one with that moment, which starts the healing, the work to get your confidence back, building that your self-esteem or living again. That moment cannot be escaped and its guidance must be followed. It will work out for your good. It's a reminder that in moments when we feel like we've hit the lowest point, that's time to start going on the inside. Don't look for the lotion. Find some water because the answer is in the water. It's the internal hydration you need. It's the internal problem you have. See yourself for who you are outside of the layers and the colors and the garments that other people have placed on you. Who, who, who is on the inside? What, what are their gifts? What, what is their intelligence? What do they like? What do they dislike? And follow that through, and eventually you'll find the answer. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, V, in the book, like the two times that Camille is exposed to the wider world or community, and then people find out about it, like in the classroom, all of the kids start laughing and going crazy and calling out different things for her to become. And then later on, when like the media and all the news channels find out, they all rush to her house and there's this really cool page. It's like an intense piece of art and everyone's outside the house trying to get pictures of her. Why do you think society reacts like this in the book or in real life to like one person when there are six billion other people on this planet? Why is it so important? We love distractions, T. We love distractions from our lives. We like distractions from our problems. We like distractions and we like to amplify other people's problems for our benefit from some, some from time to time. And I think we mentioned this before where we love conformity, but different excites us. We don't like to admit that it excites us because we do not know how to be it sometimes. But when somebody else embodies that, the reactions that we have are either disproportionate because of how excited we are to see something different, they're disproportionate because we are refusing to address some things that we have and that thing that is different challenges our normal or what we usually do or what we think is what we want. And then other times we react in a way to just make people's lives miserable because ours might be miserable. Um, We have so many layers to unpick with that question. it's a, I think it's an individual experience of where have you been? What have you learned in those places that you've been? How does that make you interact with the world and how you see others? When I see your difference, if I have allowed myself to develop and understand that what I look like is not the only look in this world, then I can appreciate you. If I have been taught that I am the best. I am everything there is to be. And anything that is different from me is a threat, is weird, is out of alignment. Then I'm going to attack your difference. I'm going to do it without thinking. I'm going to do it without unpacking. I'm going to do it without reflection. And I'm going to do it just so that you shrink so I can be bigger. But that's only a little fraction of the answer. I think it's something we got to check within ourselves. So we get to the end of the book. Dr. Bumble doesn't have a solution. The specialists don't have a solution. The experts sure don't have a single idea. And they're trying to put 
numbers to emotions. They're trying to put numbers to things that cannot be touched um, physically. Um, they're trying to examine things that require a deeper solution than what their expertise has um, produced before. And at the end of all of these specialists is one kind old lady. I feel like the kind woman, the kind old woman, is the part of us that knows us, like really knows us. What we like, what we dislike, what's important to us, what motivates us. The kind old lady is a personal check-in, asking us, after all these people and these solutions have been given to you, what do you really think you need? It's not the lotion, it's not the serums, it's not the outfits, it's not the opinions, it's not the kind affirmations from somebody else's mouth, but it's the words that you speak to yourself. It's the truth that you tell yourself. It's the moment and the peace that you give yourself. Again, with the kind old lady, this story ends with lima beans because that was one of Camilla's favorite things to eat. But she refused to eat them because of what others might say or fear of what others' opinions might be. This story could have been written differently, but the lima beans represent anything that we silence for the comfort of others. It could have been a book in a story where breeding is mocked. It could have been a favorite dress, hoodie, or accessory in a society that asks for a certain way and image in order to respect you or have a certain perception of you. But in real life, this can be our interests. This can be our hobbies. This could be a favorite restaurant or cafe. It could be something that we like doing. It could be our laugh. Something as simple as our laughter could make others insecure, maybe how it sounds or how uncontrollable it is when we get started. But whatever those lima beans are, hold yours and hold yours unapologetically. It's what makes you you. And that in itself is a form of beauty that those who love you deserve to see, deserve to experience. Speaking of lima beans, you are a big source of mine, V. Like, <laughs> are we... I've never met anyone who is as goofy as I am. <laughs> you are 100% on the same level, if not above my level of goofiness. And just meeting someone else like you, it just feels like such a safe space where we can be going around little while you're sitting in a trolley. We're, we're damn near 30 years old, Violet. <laughs> we have no business going around shopping malls. That's our business. <laughs> my, your business. <laughs> So I really appreciate you for that, V. Um, you allow me to be that kid inside and to not ever worry about being the only one on this planet that makes ridiculous jokes or still pulls pranks at the age of 30. But, uh, well, little did we know, like a 12-page children's book can take us to places like where we've been today. And, yeah, like we said, just find what your lima beans are. Ask yourself... Where am I trying to go and what do I enjoy? What makes me feel good? doesn't really matter what everyone else thinks. But thank you for going on this journey with us. Um, if you haven't read this book, you can probably read it in about 10, 15 minutes, but it will stay with you for a lot longer than that. So yeah, if you haven't read it, read it. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Be interested to know some of your thoughts. And see you next time on the Books and Black Coffee podcast. Peace. Today's episode is sponsored by that pause button. 
feel free to click it as many times as you need to. Go back to time points that resonated with you or needed to be repeated. There are no limits on you clicking back. This is your journey.